Welcome back for another week of Purgatory News. This is Davis Clarence, broadcasting out of the abandoned high school radio shed, bringing you all the news and information I know about. And I know, I know, I was not here last week. And before another person waves me down to tell me that I didn't do the news and announcements, which is information I already know, as I am, in fact, the person that didn't do said news and announcements, let me clear the air. I was working in my garden, transplanting some of my hardier seedlings, and I lost track of time. Luckily, I had an alarm set but it meant I'd be cutting it close, which is why I was not paying particularly close attention when I stepped over my garden fence. Let that be a lesson. Always use the gate. Because I stepped right into a hole left by a gopher that was furious to learn my fence goes three feet above and three feet below ground. I don't mess around when it comes to garden security, but I stepped over the fence and went knee-deep on the other side, forming an impressive split which I did not know I could achieve, and which, arguably, I cannot achieve. (laughs) I spent 15 minutes trying to unwedge myself and another two hours melting every item in my freezer as I tried to ice down my ankle and inner thighs. (laughs) Anyway, I'm finally back on my feet and I finally fished out my crock, filled the hole, and let the gophers know that we're now at war, so I'm back. May 6th marks the seasonal opening of Donut Lake Beach, so clear your calendar this weekend to make time for the annual Spring Beachcomb. This Saturday and Sunday, volunteers like you and me will clean up the beach, clearing away litter and debris, repairing and repainting the tables and benches, and this year, installing a brand new tire swing that has the ability to hurl you into a part of the lake almost deep enough to be hurled into. The lifeguard team has already proactively asked us to move the tower chair 100 feet closer to the tire swing area, so you know it's going to be the hit of the season. Go ahead and thank Bill over at Bill's Gas for the tire and swing supplies, and then make your way over to Donut Lake. Bring trash bags and gloves, though we will have, of course, some on site for those that don't have any. Also, you could bring a shovel or a rake, but mostly just bring yourself. We're starting at 9 a.m., and there will be coffee and donuts. It's a little on the nose, but the cleanup is about maintenance, not creativity. And for anyone on the fence, let me float this little selling point your way. You find it, you keep it. Sure, most of the larger stuff is put into Lost and Found at the end of the season, and Julie Goff spends a decent number of winter weekends walking the sands with her metal detector. But last year, I found a $1.47 in change and a barely scratched pair of aviators, and you best bet I wore them all summer until early September when I lost them right back at Donut Lake Beach. Fingers crossed I find them again this weekend. In government news, our Summer Events Committee has announced the calendar for this year, and folks are in a tizzy. Our summer concert series, taking over the big empty field, has expanded from three days and three bands to three weekends with three bands each. And at our town hall, the nearby houses made their displeasure known. 
I've got a 14-year-old French bulldog that's half-blind and cantankerous, said Maya Dunlop, neighbor to the BEF. Porkchop was a pup when the Ska Festival took over the field, and it changed him. Every year he gets more furious and more violent when the music starts up. Now he has to listen for three times as long. There aren't enough begging strips in the world to see him through all that. (laughs) Several others also relayed similar human complaints about the noise. In particular, the complaints seemed to center around not only the noise, but also the lack of variety in the bands. Grayson Macer said, Last year I thought they hired Louie Newsom and the Hughes for all three concerts. I didn't bother to go because I hear them all the time over at Basement Bar, and so the tunes wafting through my window is good enough. But imagine my surprise when I found out only the first day was LNH, and the other two concert days were completely different bands that sounded exactly the same. Concert booker Louie Newsom took this feedback in stride, admitting that previous years had seen very similar artists. I've usually hired in some bands that I've worked with directly, and I work mostly in new age and power pop circles. As for all the bands sounding like the news, I'll take the compliment. Camp Melon, Spare Change Eddie, Lenny Coggins, and all the other bands that have been a part of the series for the last few years are people I am proud to be mistaken for. Bands really pushing the limits of new age power pop cover bands. But if a lack of variety is the issue, rest assured this year the mix is bigger and more interesting. I've been dipping my toe into original content, and I've been attending a monthly musician circle for advice and criticism. I've met some incredible artists, and I'm excited to share with all of Purgatory. So, complaints about the summer concert series went on for 15 to 20 minutes, and ranged from noise issues to parking issues to issues with beer prices and variety. But at the end of the day, Louis silenced everyone with one question. What are we going to do? Not have a summer concert series? Which makes a really good point. Because for as much as people were willing to get up and grumble about this or that, they sure didn't bring any solutions. And they sure had not put in long hours trying to plan and organize the whole thing. And they certainly didn't put in as much time as I put in on all of those impressions. (laughs) And speaking of people who haven't put in long hours planning and organizing, Benson Purgett did indeed attempt to woo the council into okaying his less-than-half-baked vape shop. And that's not me poo-pooing his shop. He pitched it under the name Less Than Half Baked. Purgatory has very few laws in place regarding mind-altering substances beyond age restrictions, driving restrictions, and other safeguarding rules most of which were put into place to prevent repeats of past incidents, which is why, as an adult, you have the right to be served as long as you can still pronounce your order, but you cannot be sold inflatable pool toys, lighter fluid, or more than two rolls of toilet paper unless you pass a breathalyzer. But I'd like to suggest a new law, in which anyone pitching a new business while repeatedly giggling and winking and wafting a cloud from their oversized blazer strong enough to give the first three rows a contact high should be walked out of the building in a procession like in Game of Thrones, with Pastor Kate walking behind them yelling, Shame! Shame! 
Not because Pastor Kate has a particular issue with substance use, but rather because she owns a bell and because her sermons have given her the voice with the best projection in town. I don't care that Benson wants to spend all of his time relatively untethered to the earth. It's probably pretty nice up there. But I do care about keeping our meetings concise and moving forward. And it took the man nearly five minutes to get through thanking the board for their time and stating the name of his proposed vape shop, at which point he dropped his note cards, spent another two full minutes gathering them up, and then started over. Shame. Shame. The Sunvine Vineyards will be holding their annual tasting tour this weekend and next, with tours leaving the beautiful Sunvine Barn at 10 a.m., noon, and 2 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. As you know, Sunvine Vineyards is Purgatory's only vineyard, and the premier setting for local weddings, retirement parties, and, oddly enough, baby showers. Personally, I think it sounds like a cruel joke to force a woman that's been turned into a waddling incubator to a creature trying to punch its way free and hasn't been allowed to drink for eight months to sit surrounded by no-no juice for more than three hours while her friends play fun games designed to remind her how much human excrement she can expect to encounter over the next decade. But hey, (laughs) I guess you can't put decency above the ability to get some really cute photos for the internet. The walking tour is about 45 minutes, with an accessible ride tour option each Sunday at 2 p.m. The tour is $25, which includes a full glass of wine at the beginning and at the end of the tour, as well as a coupon for $10 off a bottle of Sunvine Red over at the Wiggly. Wine options for the tour include Sunvine Red and... Sunvine Red Sparkling, which is just regular Sunvine Red run through an industrial soda stream so that it bubbles. What kind of red, you foolishly ask? (laughs) The red kind. Listen, it's not the worst wine you've ever had, and it's certainly not the best, but it's $14 a bottle, and it's local. So check it out. And speaking of creatures trying to punch their way free... Let's head over to Polly Dietz, who has traffic and weather, as well as some on-the-scene reporting from Biscuit's Diner. What do you see, Polly? Well, the weather is good, and the traffic also looks good. Okay, great. Well, I guess that's the end of the segment. Not quite, Davis. Thank goodness. We've been getting complaints that the news is too short, to which I say, well, do something interesting. Get out there and flip a car or host a bake sale. Give me something to talk about. No flip cars here yet, but the night is still young. Okay, so what is going on? Well, as you may know, Biscuits announced it will be revamping its menu this spring. Ooh, okay, so what's the big draw? Rage, Davis. The menu is different and regulars cannot handle the changes. Well, I can't imagine they've removed a lot of popular items. They did not. So what's the problem? Did the prices go up? That's a negative. The primary issue here seems to be font-based. Font-based? What does that mean? It means the new menu uses a different font than the old menu. My guess, though to be clear, I am not a font professional, is a change from Arial to Open Sans. The spacing is slightly different, the headers are gently shifted, and regulars are confused and angry. Okay, but most of the regulars don't even really look at the menu, do they? Well, now they do. Now they do and they feel uncertain of their order. 
The closest I can come to expressing their unrest in there is, um... Ooh, remember when the Wiggly got remodeled and they moved the seafood counter to the other side of the deli? Oh, yeah, I was so confused. We all were. Confused and angry because of our confusion. When we go to the market, we go for milk, eggs, and hamburger buns. Not a ding-dang escape room. Exactly. Oh, I hated that change for weeks. As do the people here, Davis. And I'm not sure how much longer Dana could keep things civil. The entire vibe here is way off. Dana said she put a call in to Arla's sister Carla, who runs a new age shop, Crystal Visions, to come over and do a complete stage cleansing and install amethyst pillars throughout the diner. But Carla is booked until 5.30pm with clients. After all, Mercury did just go to retrograde. Of course. So it seems like we're all over here just trying to run out the clock until we can get some much needed relief. From the crystals. Yes, from the crystals. This is serious. We're about to lose our minds over here. Polly, you gotta get out of there. You're only like a month out from the worm incident. I don't want you playing around in high-pressure situations. I would if I could, Davis, but no one is allowed in or out until we get this place purified. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds like a hostage situation. Are, are you being held hostage? No, I'm not. It's just a bad idea to let anyone track the bad vibes out onto the world, so we can't take the chance that someone will track in even more bad vibes. Okay, answer this question. Are you holding everyone else hostage? No! This was a group decision. We have locked the door and we have ordered pancakes, and none of us are leaving until Carla gets here with her rocks and sticks. Okay. Okay, sorry. Who else is with you, Polly? Well, let's see. It's me and Dana, Sarah's working, Betty Wilder's on the grill, plus Duncan, Eugene, Rufus, Dave, Darlene, Marcy, and Deputy Owen. Deputy Owen is there? Deputy Owen is the one who locked the door. I told you this was a group decision. Has anyone talked to Bud? Of course we talked to Bud. Who do you think suggested locking the door? Silly me. Okay, well, is there anything the rest of us can do to support you during this trying time? Yes. We've posted photos of the new menu on my Twitter, and we are asking people to look for 15 to 30 seconds at a time until they start to get a sense of familiarity. Also, Pastor Kay is in the parking lot because she didn't quite get in before we locked the door, and she'll be taking thoughts and prayers. Okay, great. Also, we're asking the elderly to choose another location for any early bird dinners tonight. Dana called Sports, and they're offering a 5% discount for anyone 65 and over who mentions the code BADGRAVY. And Davis, if you could call Meg, I was supposed to bring home some lima beans for dinner, and I'm obviously going to be late and full of pancakes. Sure thing, Polly. Thank you. Now on to our final announcements. The Clover Club is holding an open house next Tuesday from 6 to 8.30 p.m., Anyone that's ever been interested in learning more about the Clover Club is welcome to come by for light refreshments and snacks and an exceptionally thorough PowerPoint by Angela Gort. Sheriff Bud Wilkins wants everyone to know that Al and Kenny Bremen are cleaning up the park and playground for community service to cover the cost of hauling their golf cart out of the river again. They are not as they convinced several passing children last week, taking part in a garbage scavenger hunt. Any children that have been tricked into gathering litter so Kenny and Al can practice jumping from the top of the jungle gym for their TikTok will not receive any sort of prize when they bring said litter to emergency services. Last weekend was an exception because Bud didn't want a bunch of crying children at the station, and he happened to have a few handfuls of butterscotch candies in his desk drawer. But those are gone, and your children will be sent home empty-handed. For anyone worried about Rufus and his bicycle, worry no more. It was found a mere 150 feet from this very radio shed. 
which also answers the question, who left Pink Floyd's The Wall playing on a loop here at the station? Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your feelings about the English progressive rock band, Rufus doesn't really know how to actually broadcast from the radio station and instead just seems to have let it play internally for 36 hours or so until DJ Jared came in on Sunday. Stella Chen is looking for someone to come sub in for her and Mark for all of August. She's taking her one-woman show to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I'm not sure how you take a site-specific bus tour to another country, but that's why she's the artist, not me. Requirements for the temporary bus driving gig, which may be split between two or more people depending on availability, include promptness, friendliness, and the ability to drive a minibus, which is non-negotiable and will have to be proven this time. If you have questions, comments, or news and announcements, you can wave my truck over, drop a note in my porch basket, slip it under the door of the radio shed, or send Marty an email at purgatorynewsonline at gmail.com. Reminding you that getting upset over a font is ridiculous unless that font is Comic Sans, this has been Davis Clarence broadcasting out of the abandoned high school radio shed with all your purgatory news, signing off. This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson. Polly Deeds is played by Michael Coyne. Editing is done by Stevie Dion.